Hi, my name is Paul Carr, and this is Podcast 22, and the title is Why My Student Hated Singing. Once upon my fifth grade class, I assigned a writing lesson. What do you hate? No shortage of responses there. Top complaints were about siblings responsible for real or imagined slights. Now and again a chore. Food came in a strong third. A few essays became wake-up calls for me and gave me insights to the realities of my kiddos. One girl exuded negative attitude, anger issues, and raw defiance. But she put pen to paper and wouldn't stop. That remained the first time I had ever asked her to stop writing. Sure, the spelling was abhorrent, sentence structure abysmal, and run-on sentences thrived. Bottom line for her, she confessed she hated singing, detested it. And with good reason, every night from 7 to 8 p.m., she had to sing, seven days a week, forever. I'd seen her younger brother once in the office when she came late. Mom brought him in. Poor kid had every disability under the sun. Mom had a leash on him attached to a body harness. He howled, yelled, and foamed behind the front desk as his mom signed in his sister, my student. The child was completely wild. He bolted for the door, only constrained by the length of the lead his mother held tightly in her hand. He's my brother, my student whispered, head down as she tried not to stare. In her paper, she filled out the rest. He was five, and only one thing calmed him down, her singing. So every night, she had to sing to him. She sang while she watched TV. She sang while she did dishes. She sang while she did homework. She sang when he went to bed. Obviously a break for the desperate parents, but a heavy responsibility for a 10-year-old sister. A few days later, I let her in during lunchtime. I'd let in kids who behaved. She came in, sat, and covered her head with her arms. Yo, munchkin, I said. Tell me what's got you down, and I'll let you in for lunch for a whole week, and I won't tell a soul what your issue is. No homework for a year if I tell anyone. She lifted her head, eyeballed me, sized up the offer, and approached me with some reluctance. No homework for the rest of the year if you tell? Yep, and you know what that means. Yes, teacher, that means you're not going to tell. Bingo. So what's the story, I asked. Can you help my dad get a job? They cheat him in the fields. <sighs> I choked inside. First that she'd ask me to help. This was a hardened child. And don't think she was tall, rough and tumble sort. She was a pipsqueak, under four feet. And then the second part, they cheated him? Ten-year-olds don't make that up. What do you mean they cheated him? He works the hours. They write down less. He works piecemeal. You know what piecemeal is, teacher? Again, I'm stunned that she knows what piecemeal work is. Yes, I do. Well, they write down a smaller number for all the loads he picks. Dad says it's because we're from El Salvador and the straw boss is Mexican. They don't like us. I wanted to cry. What to do? She moved closer, whispered, can you get him a job? Uh, what can he do? Yard work, clean, fix stuff, paint, lift. He can do everything. I bit my tongue. Um, you know what Craigslist is? No. I sat her down at my computer and logged in Craigslist, Monterey, and Carmel. Can he get to jobs, I asked. 
yes, he has a car. So I showed her how it works. I made her take notes and made her work the page. The best part is up here in the right corner, I said. It will probably make your dad very happy. What does that say? I made her trace it with her finger. Language, she said. I said, click it. She did, and it gave her a choice of Spanish or English. She clicked Spanish, and the entire page transmogrified into Spanish. My feisty urchin smiled. She never smiled. Wow, she said. I told her, look for jobs in Carmel. There's more rich people there, and they'll probably pay better. Next week, she came to class, not so crabby. I got her alone at some point in the day. So, did you show Dad Craigslist? Yep, he got a job in Carmel. $20 an hour, easy work cutting trees and moving rock, and they feed him. That's great. Oh, but I thought of one thing my dad can't do. You asked me what can he do? What's that? Sing. He can't sing. I laughed, and she did too. But I worry about this little caregiver. She's taking care of a whole family. Lots of my students do. But there are only 10. Yeah, so that's that. This poor kid, she was uh, not a happy child. Uh, yeah, I wonder why. And uh, these poor kids, they, they just have so many challenges. Uh, poverty all around them. Language difficulties. Uh, you know, and the, the poor cheat the poor. And there's, there's all kinds of intersocial distrust and hatreds. You know, if you think the Latino community is all one and un unified, you're wrong. It's not. You know, I used to see it at school all the time. The, the kids would pair off. Most of our kids were, uh, were a Mexican, but we'd, we'd have lots of mixed kids. You know, El Salvador Mexican. We had Indian, Indian Mexican. Uh, a couple kids from Yemen, that, that's a, a growing population in, uh, in, in, uh, in Castroville, where, where I was teaching at this school. And uh, always a, a couple African-American kids, but usually a lot of mixed, mixed, you know, and, and it, they, they get along in class, but outside you could see they'd separate into their groups. Anyway, um, so that's that, and uh, yeah, makes me sad. Okay, thank you very much. That's Podcast 21.